Hey there, we're Chris and Melissa Smith of FamilyBrand.com, husband and wife, parents of five, and we want to help you unleash the power of your family. And we know it can be so challenging raising a family where the return on investment is unmeasured and sometimes it feels like your efforts are completely unnoticed. It takes real courage and commitment and a long-term vision for what you are building. You're building a family. And as entrepreneurs, we always think it's so interesting how your brand at home is the one that you think about the least. But at the end of your life, it will be the brand that matters the most. And look, none of us want to wake up one day feeling like, man, we missed it. Like we missed this opportunity to create something really amazing as a family. So what you can expect from us are actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a better parent, a better spouse, and to build a stronger family. The world needs strong families now more than ever, and it starts right here with your family. So today we're going to be talking about challenge and support. I don't know where I came across this matrix, and I'm not sure who even came up with it because there's a lot of variations of this same matrix that are out there. Um, But it's basically four quadrants, and it talks about how to create a culture of challenge and support. And it's used mostly in the business context. We've obviously adopted it for family and it's been really useful as like a framework to operate from and a discussion to have. And basically the matrix, if you look at it, there's four quadrants and the vertical line is support and the horizontal line is challenge. And the basic idea of it is how do we, how do we create a culture of challenge in a, in, in a business and a family that's healthy though, where we're challenging each other to become who we want to become. We're challenging each other to, to achieve and go after what's actually possible, challenging people to reach their full potential, and at the same time, supporting them in getting there. And I, w- I wouldn't say it's a culture of challenge. I'd say it's a culture of, yeah, that balance of challenge and support. Maybe it's like, maybe it's creating a culture of possibility. Yeah. Because I think in order for all of us to achieve what's actually possible, it's going to require maybe some people who are willing to challenge us because they care about us because they're committed to us, but they're also willing to support us. And to me, that's this, this entire conversation lives in the, the world of commitment. Like are like, am I committed enough to Melissa to challenge her in a loving way to be who she wants to be and to reach her full potential? And am I committed enough to support her in any way I can to get that and vice versa? Does she, is she care enough about me and committed enough about being to challenge me and support me? And I don't think we oftentimes look at it like that. Like I've shared this before that I can count on one hand in my 40 years of being on the planet earth, which isn't a long time, but it's not, it's not a short time. 40 years is 40 years. <laughs> Seasoned. Seasoned. But I think like I think about, okay, I've been around for 40 years and I can count on one hand the number of people who I feel like have gone out of their way to really challenge me in a loving way because they were so committed to me. Like they saw something I couldn't see. They saw a potential or possibility that I couldn't, that I couldn't see and they challenged me. But they also supported me. Who wouldn't want that? Like who wouldn't want someone to come to you and say, look, I'm going to challenge you more than you've ever been challenged because I believe in you. I believe in your possibility. I believe in your potential, but I'm also going to support you more than you've ever felt supported because I'm committed to you. I care about you. It's like, who, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Sounds really good. I think we should go into more depth about just the different quadrants of this, of this graph. And I hope we can explain it in a way that makes sense, you know, when you're just listening to it, but we'll be sure and link the visual of this in the show notes. Yeah. So just kind of imagine that there's a, there's a, 
vertical line up and down. And there's a horizontal line left and right, and they intersect. So it kind of creates these four squares. Like an X and Y axis. I've been helping Tate with his math lately and been reviewing this terminology. That would have been over my head right there, X and Y. <laughs> <laughs> so on, uh, again, the vertical support horizontals challenge. So on the upper right quadrant and the top right square, you have high support, high challenge. And so in the matrix, they call that a liberator. So that's what you're a liberator when you, when you're high support and high challenge and it creates a culture of empowerment and opportunity. So again, it's like, look, I believe in you and I believe in your potential and I believe in what's actually possible. So I'm going to challenge you to achieve that, but I'm going to, I'm going to do everything in my power to support you in achieving it. And it's powerful because you like, you liberate people. They feel empowered and they feel like, yeah, I can go after my dreams, like my goals, like I can go after what's actually possible. Yeah. And I've seen other people call this like the area for maximum growth. Mm, yeah. And then the bottom right quadr- quadrant is where you're, you're high challenge, but you're low support. So maybe that looks like someone who's just always criticizing, always telling you you're not doing it right or doing enough or not good enough. Or even maybe they're being really positive and they're speaking possibility into you, but they're not doing anything to support it. And so what that, what you can turn into and in that, if you're not careful as a dominator, and you create a culture of fear and manipulation. And the result of that can be that people start to retreat. And then the next one, the lower left, is low challenge, low support. And that's where you become an abdicator and you create this culture of apathy and low expectation. It's like, I don't, I'm not committed enough to you to challenge you to become more. I'm also not committed enough to you to actually support you and getting there. Like, and to me, that would be, for me personally, my personality, that would be the most hurtful. If I was like, if I worked in a company where this was the case, if I worked, if I was, if I was in a family, because at least the high challenge, low support, even though I might experience you as a dominator, at least I would feel like you see me enough to at least challenge me, even if it's not healthy. Where in this one, it's like, I'm invisible. Yeah, you got nothing. Yeah, you don't care enough about me to even, and this is where people really like become disengaged. And then the upper left square is high support, low challenge. And so in this one, it's like, I'm not going to really challenge you and give you opportunities to really see what you're made of, but I am going to just support you by doing everything for you. And in this one, you become a protector and you create a culture of entitlement and mistrust. And I call this one, like, this would be like helicopter parenting, right? Never, I don't mm-hmm. want my kids to ever struggle. I don't want my wife or my husband to ever struggle. I'm just going to do everything for them. And so those are the four kind of categories and what, you know, and I think it'd be useful to maybe just think like, which, which category do I think I'm currently at and which one do I kind of is most natural for me? Cause maybe you're already in the liberator, but you see opportunities to do more of it, or maybe you're in more of that dominator or the helicopter parent, the protector. But the way I see the challenge for me, when we're talking about high challenge is I would love someone to challenge me, to give me an opportunity to really, so I could show myself like what I'm truly made of, like what I'm capable of. And have people just speak that possibility and hope into me. And maybe the support looks nothing like looks like nothing more than just a and I'm here for you if you ever need anything. Meaning it's not necessarily like a physical, like I'm going to support you in these ways, but it's more of like an emotional. 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, and I do think by nature, most of us are not to be, not to overgeneralize this, but I've thought about this. I think most of us fall into either we're a little more high challenge by nature or we're a little more high support. And that might be a, a useful thing to be aware of. And some of us are really more high challenged by nature. 
and way more high support. I think you and I are probably one and the other. You, I think I feel like you're naturally a little more high challenge and I'm probably a little more high support. I don't love like the, the challenge as much. I'm talking specifically in our parenting styles though too. To- yeah, totally. I can totally see that. I also think that you and I have had conversations where I'm probably more open to being challenged by you. I mean, some of the most meaningful things that I feel like you've ever done for me are like that in in the form of like helping me see what I could become is when you've really challenged me. You know, we've shared the story before on the, on the podcast about, you know, when I was kind of in between careers and jobs and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, Melissa really called me out, like really challenged me. And she was like, when are you going to have the courage or when are you going to start living? When are you going to start going after your, your, when are you going to start building your dreams instead of building someone else's? That was total like challenge. And every time Melissa's done that for me, I feel like I respond to it and I really like it. That is true. I remember learning this in, in this like leadership course that I took this one time a few years ago, just talking about how recognizing the person that the other person in the conversation and meeting them where they're at, like if they are more of like a challenger themselves, meet them with a challenge. If they're more of a supportive person, you meet them more with support. <laughs> Cause I can also see like I, Melissa does not respond as well to challenge for me, <laughs> but she does respond like really well to support. And so I think it's just interesting to maybe look at what quadrant you might be in and then also see like with your spouse, how could you like, because I know that a lot of times maybe the conversation for me towards Melissa is like, Hey, like don't, don't do it for them. Right. Like they need to figure it out. And, and Melissa sometimes to me is like, Hey, you could go a little easier on the kids. Like you could like be a little less critical or. But I think it's important to remember too, at least for us, we're always trying to remind ourselves, like, even though we have these differences that. We are better together. Yeah. That they that our differences complement each other and they can make a good balance. Totally. And I I have seen it in businesses. Like I, I've seen the impact of this where, you know, if you really can create that culture of empowerment and opportunity, like possibility by by being high support, high challenge, the loyalty that people have and the respect they have for that leader. And then in that case, in the family, be the respect they have for each other, for their sibling, for their parents. And and a a real world example of this is, you know, recently our two oldest boys, Tate and Tanner, have been wanting to ride horses more and rope a little bit more. So I grew up in a ranching rodeo family and team rope, and I love to do that. And they've been getting into it more and they're, they're getting old enough to where they can help saddle horses and go catch the horses and put bridles on them. But I'm realizing I've never really taught them how to do that. But it's been a little bit frustrating for me recently because I'm like, how many times have you guys watched me do these things? And again, I, I recognize that I'm I'm the one who hasn't taught them. So we've had a lot of conversations recently about the power of observing and just watching what people are doing and learning as much as you can through observation. They've also been coming to work out with me in the mornings at the gym, which has been really fun to get to work out with them. But there's so many times where we'll watch the video because I have this app that just it sends you the workout every morning, shows you the video, shows you how to do it. They'll watch the app with me. Then they'll watch me do the workout. And after all that, most mornings they'll come out and say still like, so how do you do that exercise? <laughs> and just like, I get so frustrated sometimes. I'm like, wait, we just watched it. You watched me do it. Like, And so I've just been having this conversation with them around like the power of just paying attention, the power of learning, the power of observation. So I've been challenging them with that, but realizing maybe I'm not supporting them a whole lot in it. So this morning on the way home from the gym, because it happened again today with Tanner, I said, Tanner, do you know why I'm challenging you lately to really observe and watch 
and just really pay attention. Like no matter what setting you're in, whether it's a sports practice or a church or at the gym or riding horses. And he said, well, probably so that I just learn how to watch in general so that I've I ever see someone that's successful, I can observe what they do and I can be successful. If I ever see someone that's like smart, I can, which I was like, wow, that's yeah. Like that is why. But, but I realized that that, that that's part of how I could support him is because without that conversation, it might just feel like, why is my dad always on me? Like, why is my dad always like criticizing me and getting after me for not paying attention and watching? And so I just had this epiphany, like I could do better. Like I've been challenging them a lot recently around watching and paying attention, observing and learning, mm-hmm. but not maybe doing everything I can to help support them in getting better at it and support them by sharing them why it's important. I like that story. You're good at telling stories. I want you to tell another story <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> about, um, I think it's just another real world, real world example of, of this concept of challenge and support. One with Trip when Trip was learning how to ride his bike down the hill. <laughs> This might be an embarrassing story to tell because it might reveal my parenting flaws. <laughs> I feel like it's a good, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it demonstrates this like perfectly though, because you even in the moment had the thought like, okay, what would high challenge, high support look like right now? And you totally. made the decision. Okay. Trip might be really telling this story in therapy someday. No, so that's a good one. Trip's almost seven. So this would probably be, he was almost four, maybe really little. Four or five. Yeah. And Trip was like, so good at riding his bike. He was by far picked up bike riding fastest of all of our kids without training wheels and just would just cruise his little bike all over our neighborhood and always wanted to go on bike rides. So at our house in Gilbert out behind our house a little bit, little ways, there was just a bunch of dirt hills and a lot of it because they were doing a lot of construction and just all this dirt. And there was this dirt hill that was, you could get going pretty fast down it even as an adult. So as like a four or five year old, you'd, you'd be flying down this thing. And Trip would just had no fear and just loved it. And we took him down there during the day one time. I could like, couldn't get him to leave, you know, finally got him to leave. And he just begged me every single day when we could go back. So one day I got home from the office, did a few things. We got kind of a later start we wanted, but we got, uh, we got to the hill about dusk and trip rode up to the edge of it, to the lip of the hill, but then wouldn't go down. He's like, no, it's dark. I was like, well, it's, it's darker, but it's not dark, buddy. Like you can totally see, like you can totally go down the hill. It's like, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to do it. But I knew he did. At least I thought I knew he did. Like, and so I'm sitting there next to him and I'm like, I know that when we get home, because I just know Trip's personality, he will be so bummed that he didn't do it. Like, that'll be the thing he focuses on is like, I wish should have gone that I wished, I, yeah, I wished I would have, or I should have, or, or I'm just bummed that it was dark and I didn't. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, should I push him down the hill? <laughs> <laughs> like against his free will. And I actually, this matrix pops into my mind and I'm like, what would challenge and support look like? Maybe challenging him would actually, because I was, I was verbally like challenging him. Like, no, dude, I think you could do it. I think you'd love it. And I think you should do it and you'll have fun. And, but then, but maybe support looks like letting him be who he wants to be. And I'm just having this internal dialogue, but I'm thinking, I think though he'll wish he would have. So I'm just going to go ahead and decide that high challenge, high support looks like pushing him down this hill (laughs) and hoping for the best. I wasn't there for some reason. I don't know where I was, but I think it was just like me to trip and I. Ivy. And the other thing he kept watching, he was watching Ivy that just could zoom down the hill and I could just see it in his, in his little soul that like, oh, I, I want this, yeah. but I just don't quite trust myself to do it. Yeah. And so Trip obviously has no idea of this internal dialogue I'm having of challenge and support. And so I just, I make the best decision that I know how in the moment. And I just, I calmly place my hand on the middle of his back and push him down the hill. 
<laughs> and his feet aren't even on the pedals. And he literally starts screaming at the top of his lungs, like mad, not scared, just mad. And then his scream literally turns into like this yell, like a woo, like halfway down. And then he proceeds to like come back and do it dozens of times, like into the pitch black night where I was even like, all right, buddy, it's a little dark. Like we need to. And then we go home and he just had a blast. Like he, and I, I wonder like, Man, what if I had pushed me to wreck? You know, I, I mean, but that didn't happen. But I did think about that. But not only did he go down it, but he was like, "Oh, I, I wanted to do this. I can do this." So, I, in that moment, I think the reason the story might be relevant is it wasn't something he didn't want to do. I wasn't trying to challenge him, and I think that's a fine line sometimes as parenting, and you see it a lot in sports. You can see that kid who just probably doesn't even want to be playing the sport, or definitely doesn't want to be doing it year round, but he's being challenged, or she's being challenged to do it. So, I think there's that fine line of like. Challenging them, yes, but challenging them in who they want to be or who they want to become. And sometimes you're going to challenge them around things like they don't want to do. Like they might not want to do chores, for example. But anyways, that that to me is what challenge and support looked like that night for Trip. We'll have to ask him about that story, see if he remembers it. Because to me, when you were describing it to me, it was like, no, this is something he wants to do. He'd been working like towards this for a long time, even like learning how to ride his bike and watching his siblings go down this hill, something that he's always dreamed of doing. And you knew he wanted to, but when you were describing it to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounded like support. Cause he just didn't quite, it was like the belief in himself that was like, there was a little gap there maybe. Yeah. Now that you say that, I think one of the things I might take for granted that I never think about is this is the matrix that actually has me a lot of times with our kids. And you probably know this, Melissa, but a lot of times I'll ask our kids, well, do you want to do it? Regardless of what's around. So like that night, I'm sure I asked Trip, well, do you want to go down the hill? And he probably said, no, because it's dark. I'm like, well, if it wasn't dark, would you want to go down? And he's like, yeah. So I, I've done that with so many scenarios. Like the first time one of our kids jumped off the high dive at the pool. It was like, well, do you want to do it? And as soon as they give me a yes, I want to, then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm enrolled now and challenging you to do it and supporting you and whatever we're, but I think that's maybe an interesting question to ask every, like your spouse, yourself, others in this idea of, cause I, I think it could be, and there's some things like I might ask my boys, like, like yesterday they had, they didn't have school cause of presence day. I might be like, Hey, do you guys want to go clean the corrals? They're be like, no, it's like, no, I do not. Want well, to. I'm challenging you to do it anyways. And I'm going to support you by driving you over there and dropping you off. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, at things they really want to, I think it's like, do you want to do? Cause I, I think again, there's a lot of things that we want to do that we won't do unless someone's there to challenge us and believe in us and support us. Yeah, it's so true. I see that in myself all the time. And I think usually like with trip, the limiting, the, like the gap is sometimes just limiting beliefs or in myself and in my, in my capabilities. Yeah. Because it's not a matter of, I can't do it or I'm afraid to do it. That's like, not the question. So do you want to, and I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with my kids when I'm asking them, do you want to do it? Like, well, I'm, I'm afraid to, do you want to do it? I can't do it. Do you want to, it's like, and I keep trying to bring it back to like, none of those questions actually matter. Like none of the, like, I'm afraid to, I don't think I can, or I can't, that doesn't actually matter. What matters is, do you want to? And if someone can be honest enough with themselves to be like, yes, I want to, it's like, okay, we can work with that. Like, how do we challenge you to do it then? Like, how do we support you in making it happen? Yeah. We've been talking about this in the context of parenting and kids and spouses, but it is, I think traditionally this matrix is in business. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never heard anyone talk about it in the context of family other than us, but 
Yeah. So I think this, I think that's a good thing to remember too. You know, if you are in, in business, like how can you support your people better? How can you su- challenge your people better? I think a lot of times we don't, we're not given the opportunity. People just, I don't know, just don't challenge us. Don't, I think, I think there's probably more support than challenge just in general. General. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I'd like thinking about it in those terms too. I know you've had some cool conversations with people like where you've challenged them in a business setting. And it was like, no one's ever challenged me like that. Like, thank you. Yeah. I had a call last week that Melissa overheard the call and she actually looked at me mid call, like, with like big eyes, like, like big eyes, like, whoa, that was really <laughs> bold. What you just said to that client, like, kind of like, I can't believe you're saying this, but I, I really do see like the Haber's responsibility that when someone hires us for consulting or coaching, really what they're hiring us for is they're hiring us to be committed to them. And like, and yes, they're hiring us for an outcome, right? Like better growth, bigger, you know, more revenue sales, but what they're really hiring us for is to be committed. And so what committed looks like is, am I willing to challenge them? to achieve what's actually possible or what I believe is possible with them. And I'm willing to support them. And so this particular individual, I had gotten his permission to challenge him and he had a lot of limiting beliefs. Like every time we would talk, it was like in the beginning, the first four or five calls we had were all around just his limitations and not talking about himself in a powerful way. So I asked his permission to challenge him. And as a result, a couple of calls later, this is the call that Melissa overheard. So she didn't know like that context of, of challenge and support. And here's the thing I found too, is when someone knows that you're going to support them, they're way more willing to be challenged by you. I think we're all afraid to just have someone randomly just challenge us, but not have anything to... And Melissa's talked about this before. I think people are open to be supported and challenged if they feel like you know them too. Like if you take the time to really know them. Yeah. And what they want and you know what you're challenging them in is something that they want for themselves. So just some context before this really bold, really direct conversation. I don't know if I've ever been as bold or direct with someone ever as I was with this client. Which that's, if you've listened to an earlier episode, that is Chris's word this year is bold. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically, bold leadership. And, but I will say that leading up to that conversation, I had poured into this individual a lot like in the form of getting to know him and what's important to him and what his dreams are and what he wants most. And it really served him with just ideas and and, and just strategies. And so he, he was something who was like, I want more, right? And I'd taken the time to get to know him. So I think he was really, he knew, I'd already demonstrated my willingness to support. And I think that's actually interesting. I'm learning a lesson right now as I'm saying this is, I think, I don't know that you have to earn the right to support someone, but I do think you might need to earn the right to challenge them. And maybe how you earn that is by supporting them first. Yeah, I could totally see that. And that's what I'm seeing what I did here is he was, he was like, look, I know that you are a genuine person and I know at least to, for for me, you are. And I know that you care like, cause you wouldn't have done everything you've done up to this point in time. So when it came time, like, Hey, can I challenge you? And I asked him that. And that's a, that's a, so anyways, I, I say what I say to him and he goes quiet for a while. Like, and then he, he said, thank you. And then later that day, he sends me a text message. He said, he said, thanks, dude. I can count on four fingers the people in my life that have invested in me and believed in me. So to have you in my corner is a blessing. Thank you. And that's like, I think who doesn't want that? Like who doesn't want to be challenged? And Melissa has a story about Ivy with um, that we've shared before around paddleboarding where she challenged Ivy around one of our family values. But I love that Ivy, Melissa, if you remember, like you told me that story, you said to her, Hey, I want to challenge you with this. Can I challenge you with this? Yeah. And so there's a wisdom, I think, in asking someone like, Hey, can I challenge you? You want to share that story real quick? Well, just basically we're just, we were paddleboarding in Hawaii 
um, up the Hollyiva River. But when you start, when you're starting up the river, you have the ocean currents and you have the current of the, the river, and it's just all kind of tricky to navigate right at first before you kind of get through the ocean and start going up the river. But she was just really, really having a hard time navigating that, and she we were homeschooling at the time and she had planned this day, this outing It was something that was super important to her that she wanted to do. And it was me and her and her older brother. And we got like, I don't know, eight minutes into the, into the trip and not even into the river at all. We weren't even to the mouth of the river yet. And she was just like, I'm going back to the car. I, I, I can't do this. It's too hard. So yeah. So at that point, yeah, it was like a challenge. Like, Hey, I want to challenge you. Like, you can do this. And I knew she wanted to, she had planned the whole thing, the whole trip. And actually chose like paddleboarding as the activity. Yes. But yeah, that's, that is another good, a good example of, of the challenge. And I stuck with her and I was like there and supported her like through it, through navigating it all. But it was like, no, I'm not going to let you go back to the car because I know this is something that you want. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah, because there is the support in there too. It's not just like, hey, Ivy, you can do this. You're going to do it. And then you like ditch her and go catch back up with Tay. It's like, no, I'm going to stay right by you, right? So you supported her. But I also think a thought I'm having right now is you challenged her though with one of our family values, which I'm realizing your values can be a way to challenge and support. So one of our one of our family values is Smiths do hard things. And so if I remember right, you were like, hey, Ivy, I want to challenge you on this. I know you want to do this and I'm going to challenge you to do it. And I'm going to challenge you to remember like, you're a Smith and Smiths can do hard things. Smiths do hard things. Yeah. That's exactly how, how it went. And she wasn't like excited about it, but it did like change her, her mindset to like, all right, we're doing this. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go to the car. And, and it was like a fantastic trip. It took longer than she wanted. We navigated, you know, getting up the, into the river and it was such a great trip. I've never thought, honestly, like as much thought as I've put into obviously family values and family brand, our values, and as much thought as I've put into challenge and support. I don't know if I've ever made the connection that your values are some of the most powerful tools you have to actually challenge and support each other. Yeah, I've never thought about that way either. Because let's say that your children are like bickering and like not getting along. I can get after them and just give them consequences or I can challenge them. Say, hey guys, like Smith's love and support one another. I want to challenge you guys to love and support one another. And challenging them in something that they, that you already decided like that you want for yourself and for your family. Yeah. And and they've decided that too. Your kids yes. are part of it. Or I might support them in it, right? Like one of my kids might be really struggling and I could, you know, say to the siblings like, hey, we're going to support so-and-so today. They're really having a hard day. Smiths are a team. Smiths like, are a team. How can we rally around this person? Yeah. That is interesting. I'm going to think about that more. Like, because I'm always thinking about challenge and support. And I think we're often using our values as his reminders. But if you really think about it, we're, we're, we're almost always using our values or our vision statement to either challenge or support and sometimes both. That's so true. I also think in this idea of in the spirit of boldness, sometimes the way you do support someone is by challenging them. And I think it's a little more uncomfortable to do that. It, this doesn't come as natural to us. For most of us, support just looks like support, doing it for them. or And there's a time and place for that. But I, again, just reflect back on the experiences I've had were sometimes the way someone really supported me was they like really boldly challenged me and called me out and it wasn't fun in the moment. But yeah, we'll link the matrix. Yeah. Take a look at it. It is interesting to see like visually. I don't know. I think it'll make it make more sense. 
I also, I'm, I'm recognizing in this that by, because by nature, I'm definitely more of a challenger. I don't know that, I, I don't know that the answer is I need to like back that off as much as it is. I like also be aware of like stepping up the support and maybe, but if you're someone who's like, oh, I'm definitely more support. Like I, I really struggle to challenge people or challenge anyone. Cause I don't want to, you know, maybe that's an opportunity to like, look at that and be a little more bold around that. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks guys. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you, it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.